Around Sports. Call or text at 916-339-1140. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. on this beautiful, beautiful Friday. Hope everybody gets to enjoy their weekend and enjoys their Friday. If it's a payday Friday for you, shout out, enjoy yourself. As we have Nate Littlefield doing the Johnny Manziel in the background. That tracks. That checks out for you, Nate. So what do you do the money, the money sign. Hmm? That checks out for you. Excuse what, me? What does that mean? I don't like Johnny Manziel. Uh, you did back in the day. We all did. I definitely did. We all did. I am not too, uh, too proud to admit. I'll never forget my dad, who doesn't really follow football, just saying. Because, you know, the same draft as Derek Carr. And, oh. and the Raiders drafted Derek Carr and not Johnny. Yeah. The Raiders are going to. Uh, They're going to regret that, man. Dallas should have <laughs> regret him. that. Dallas really should have. They should Dallas have. I mean, up. it would have been a disaster. Yeah. It would have been yeah. awesome. But it would have been a glorious disaster. Yeah. As we break down all things Niners and Brock Purdy, Larry Kruger coming in at 1 p.m. to talk some Niners and a little bit of Giants as well. And between 11 and 1, we got all the Kings talk that you can handle getting you ready for their first in-season tournament game. The court looks great. It does. The jerseys look great. Hopefully they play great because I don't like what I'm seeing from Kings fans. I don't. It doesn't seem – you got to will the beam sometimes. You know what? I thought a couple days ago Kings fans willed the beam. Mm. Sometimes you got to will yeah. the beam, and I don't see any willing of the beam today. Yeah. I see people seeing – Oh my goodness, Chet Holmgren's coming to town. Mm-hmm. Josh Giddy's coming to town. Shea Gildress is coming to town. What are we going to do without De'Aaron? No. No. Yeah. All right. What do you have to lose? Okay. Besides, That's really it. Yeah. lose again. Yeah. All right. And that You're, ain't new. How many <laughs> times, point, how yeah. many times have the Kings been underdogs this season? Uh, like actually, like Vegas underdogs. Yeah. I'm not sure. Probably, probably only the game. In, probably the Warrior game. Yeah, uh, if in, not both of them in SF. Maybe both. I don't maybe think they both. were maybe underdogs yeah. against the Lakers. So this is they an opportunity. Yeah, I'm not sure. This is an opportunity for sure. I don't. You know, I'm tr- I'm trying here, and don't don't don't. You know, there's going to be a Friday night beam. I hope so. I really hope so. I just I I I, I can't realistically convince myself of it yet until I, I it's going to be one of those things where I have to see it there happen. has to be a master class it's got to be somebody yeah. has to drop 25 yeah right yeah. besides Malik Monk and OKC is going to have to play their part too like definitely like OKC is <laughs> going to have to have a, an unspectacular game yeah. for sure like I mean they don't have to have the worst game they've played all year but you know they're going to have to play into it they're going to have to miss some shots for sure because if if they're going to give the Kings an A game I'm sorry, the Kings don't have an A game right now. Not what with the what happened out to there. the depth? What happened it, to the depth? That's what I'm wondering. That's what we're all wondering. What happened to the depth? What happened? Because they're still there. They're just not. They're not producing like depth. I mean, you know, they're they I mean, the depth is Keon Ellis and in in Kessler Edwards at this point. The depth is right. the fact that we had an even deeper. We had more to go to when the guys that were supposed to play mm-hmm. uh, well didn't, and and we had a, a full. Uh, you know, full enough uh, or enough rotation pieces to kind of plug in and, and maybe give a different look to those guys. But mm-hmm. right now, I mean, yeah, the Duartes of the world, the Sasha Vizankovs of the bad. world, the you know, all those guys, they aren't producing because we we could definitely use them on a night like tonight for sure. And that that can definitely be a, a recipe for the Kings' success tonight for sure is if they just get consistent – or I shouldn't say consistent, but if they can get – 
average performances from just about everybody, this can definitely be another version of a team win, which I think we, we saw uh, the other night. And I think that's going to have to be how they win when, out, when De'Aaron's not out there is by having, you know, a lot of bench guys reach near double figures and having all all of your starters, whether that be Keon Ellis or or Davion Mitchell, they're going to have to be in the, you know, 10 to 15, to, and you're probably going to need a 20-point score sprinkled here and there right. as well. Uh, it's the only way the Kings can really do it is if they do it as a collective unit. Yeah, I think that you need somebody to show up in a big way that has not yet this season. Yeah. So that would mean that you still need Malik to do his thing. Yeah. But I'm looking at you, Keegan Murray yep. and Kevin Herter. Absolutely. I'm sorry, 13 points. You're moving in the right direction, but we need something else. Yeah. And I guess even though Harrison did show up in the big way first game, we I would put Harrison in that category as well. Definitely. Somebody that has not popped lately yep. needs to show up if they are going to pull this yep. off. And again, Vegas, it depends on who you look at, but we're seeing one and a half underdogs. We're also seeing two and a half underdogs at home. Crazy. In the in-season I mean, yeah. tournament. And this is another uh, narrative opportunity for Keegan as well, as he's going against uh, Jalen Williams, who was uh, first-team All-Rookie last year as That's well. That's right. You know, it's an opportunity. These are probably the two best small forwards from this from this from or from that class, I should say. Mm-hmm. Can Keegan, you know, this would be a great time to kind of get it going because Jalen Williams has – he's he's made a leap this year. I've, mm-hmm. I've In the few OKC games I've watched, uh, I also do have him, full disclosure, on one of my fantasy basketball teams okay. as well. Uh, he's he's been really solid for them, and he's just he is he is the ultimate. Now we talk about Harrison Barnes as kind of the the jack of all, master of none. Jalen Williams does it, but is productive with it every night. Where he's going to give you fifteen, eight, and six every single night, and play defense as well, and bring a physical presence. So I would love for for Keegan to again kind of look at this as an opportunity to. Now it might not make the the opening segment of Sports Center or anything like mm-hmm. that, but this is an opportunity to show like I'm at least you know on the same developmental track as this guy who was taken in the same draft as me. A couple of days ago, you did a top twenty five under twenty five. Yes. Where was that yes, Jalen Williams? Let me look that up. That's because they have two Jalen Williams question. on the team, by the way. Yes, yes. There's J Dub. One's from uh, Arkansas and J Will. Yeah, which is. <laughs> not helpful for what, people what do who don't watch do? the team. What do you want him to I do? I don't know. Tall Jalen Williams and guard <laughs> Jalen Williams. Make it easier for us all. Uh, let me find this 25 under 25. I think a lot of people quick. do it on the broadcast by the school. Ah, so yes, say, like Santa Clara. Saint, uh, right. uh, one's Santa Clara and I one's think Arkansas. one's Arkansas. Yeah, yeah the yeah. taller one is Arkansas. Which is funny because they're both the same sim- similar colors as well. Yes, so that yeah, they're both. Either. I think they're both red and white, right? Right, right. Yeah, sorry, I'm still struggling to find them. No, 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 I put you on the spot here. Wow. Yeah, and you just got to take it personally. Absolutely. I think you de- definitely take it personally. And I-, I think the Kings will. Will it be enough to actually win the basketball game? I don't know. I don't know. So we'll pocket that because we do want to finish talking about the QBs. Yes. And CBS put out something two days ago ranking the QBs. And Chris made a good point. They do have blurbs. And they do have yes. blurbs about why people are where they are, why quarterbacks are where they are. So here is the blurb on Brock Purdy. Three straight games with critical late game giveaways have the skeptics out in full force. Hmm. But with the reinforced supporting cast, Purdy is poised to settle down a bit. He's still been one of the NFL's most efficient starters for Kyle Shanahan. And Brock Purdy has not moved from last week. He was number nine 
last week. Whereas, well, they had a bye, so it they makes, had a bye. Uh, right? At least he didn't, you, you know, can't throw a pick <laughs> yeah, in a bye. Exactly. You can't throw a pick while you're farming in Iowa, yeah. right? Unless unless he God. had some trouble farming the corn in Iowa. And number ten, for example, Justin Herbert is down four spots. He was number six last week. So this thing does move a lot, and I appreciate that. I yeah. appreciate that. Dak Prescott, number eight. Complain about the Cowboys' inability to get over the finish line in big games, but don't pin the primary blame on Dak. Hmm. The steady, savvy veteran is reading the field very well, 70% completion, and his toughness nearly upset the Eagles. Really? Hmm. Really? Yeah. That was, football, that was all on is Dak. Is football or horseshoes? It was all on deck. What his, are we talking his about? His toughness lost them the game. He didn't die for the two-point conversion. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Fair enough, and we'll just read the C.J. Stroud one because that was a little bit of a hot topic. Yeah, that was we've that's, gone, that's the biggest jump, has to be. We've gone beyond Offensive Rookie of the Year now. Let's start discussing MVP. Sheesh. Oh, my gosh. At 22, the rookie is slinging it to every level with both precision and authority. With 14 TDs versus just one pick, he single-handedly made Houston relevant. He is up nine. He was ranked Ooh. 13th. Last week, and now he's number four. And here you go with Jalen Hurts, a bonus for you. Speaking of MVP, Hurts is right back in the mix. Even with some reckless streaks early in the year, he's up to 22 total touchdowns for the NFL's best team. Virtually unstoppable on the Eagles' notorious push play, the guy is never phased, whether trailing late or battling through a battered knee, and that composure rubs off on the rest of the club. He is up hmm. two spots. He was fourth last week. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 about sounds all right to me. So Jalen gets yeah. moved up because Jalen gets moved is too up too high, but I understand yeah. the logic. I, I I think I think he's in the like if 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 we're doing MVP talk right now, mm-hmm. it's probably either him or Lamar. I mean, to the point. I mean, you know, it, it seems crazy looking at the the QB power rankings. I it kind of does seem right because if you were to do the MVP at the half point mm-hmm. of the season, like I, I think those are probably the two names that stick out the most. I would, I'd probably give Lamar the slight edge because of how he's played the last couple of weeks. But I, th- you know, Jalen Hurts. We can't forget Philly. It hasn't looked pretty, but they're still eight and one. Yeah, still eight and one, and a lot of the time it is quarterback on the best team gets gets the MVP. At That's the the normally day. how it goes down. Got to get to a break. When we get back, a little bit more Niners for now, and then we are starting at eleven thirty. Our Kings talk, and the best question to ask here is: Are you worried about De'Aaron Fox? Can you get a W without him? But are you worried about him not being on the court? Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. I gotta, I gotta apologize to my guy Chris here. You know, I, I threw the Jalen Williams top twenty-five under twenty-five. I don't know why I thought Chris would just have that memorized, oh, yeah. right? Like, well, you know, I, I thought you had it locked down like you're Chris and Keegan because you were very confident <laughs> yesterday. So I, I've sent Chris on a national treasure 
quest to find this thing. And I'm telling Chris, we we will find. It's not a big deal. No, it's a big deal. But it's now now deal. he is so invested in this, and it's my fault. I just I well, it's, this is honestly a bigger. You know what? I just ESPN remembered he was twelve. Problem. He was twelfth. Well, let's run with no. It, sure. He was twelfth. The bigger point the, is he's ahead of Keegan. The biggest point is that he is ahead of significantly. Keegan. And Keegan, you should take that personally. Yes. Styles Put it and on Watkins. his locker. Yes, exactly. You know what's funny about that? Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking up to 2 p.m. What's funny about that is that Keegan, we know guys where we see the stories. Do you see that Tom Brady, he was on a panel somewhere, and he's, I didn't have any friends. I just wanted to destroy him, right? <laughs> They're just yeah, guys that aren't like that. Thing. Yeah. And and Keegan is not like that. If you put that, if I felt like if you put Jalen Williams being above him in some yeah. random top 25, under 25, he would just look at you and say, what's up, Vancouver? Who is right? this? Who, is, yeah. <laughs> Who put this here? Who put this here? Why? 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 It just, okay. Right. Okay. He's gonna. He's just going to grab okay. his lunch pail and yeah. and go he's to work. show up, yeah. What do we think's in that lunch pail? Probably like fruit roll-ups, fruit by the foot? I'm I'm going, I think he Big goes. Big apple slices guy, probably. I think he goes bologna. <sighs> just bologna. <laughs> Not right. a bologna sandwich. Well, just... bologna and, and yeah. an American cheese. Mm. I can see it, yeah. You know, crust cut off. Uh, the crust cut off. <laughs> I'm definitely, in. Definitely. I think I'm in. Sure. And Frito Lay's chips, but original. Yes, the original. Yeah. Original. Yeah. For sure. As we break things all, break down things, Niners and Kings. And I had a question because we're really just trying to figure out what to do with Brock Purdy. And this is my question to you, Nate. This is my question to you, Chris, and to the audience. 916-339-1140. The question is, you can, you have to swap. You can't just have one guy on the bench, right? You can take any quarterback that was drafted in this most recent draft. So Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, whoever it is, whoever it is. Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson. Mayo boy. Mayo Boy, he's not a rookie, is he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Mayo Boy's a rookie? Yeah. Yeah. Why did I think he... Will Levis, yeah. Yeah. Because he's so disgusting, maybe. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Maybe he's yeah. worn on you. I just feel, feel like, like we've been hearing so this much for so of long. Mayo yeah. Boy. Yeah. And, you know, the, the girlfriend, and they broke up, and now she's a famous model now. What's really? up with that? What? I think I it was just that. Like. she People saw her on draft night, and she oh. became famous, and they broke up, and she's doing very well for herself now. Shout out C.D. Lamb on draft night. Shout out C.D. Lamb. I got two phones, Kevin <laughs> yeah. Gates, so... There you go. So, yeah, Mayo Man. You yeah. can take Mayo Man as well. Or or you can take somebody coming up, Caleb Williams or Drake May. You are John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. You have to remove Brock Purdy from the situation. You have to start this guy. Mm-hmm. Do you keep Brock Purdy or do you take a quarterback from this past draft or this upcoming draft? Well, what do you do? I don't think you take a rookie, no matter what. I don't think you take Drake May or Brock's only in his second year. I know, but I, 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 it's too risky. I think. I think the answer, if you do take a guy, is going to be C.J. Stroud. What, what would you do? Um, man. personal preference. What would you do? Personal doesn't, preference doesn't have I think to make the most the sense. It could just be okay. for fun. Then I'm keeping Brock. I think that's the safe answer. Personal preference. That's fine. Oh yeah. No. But, My uh, answer. Yeah. Go ahead. Go but ahead. I think the right answer might be C.J. Stroud. But you're keeping Brock. Yeah. Okay. Nate Littlefield is keeping Brock. Chris. Alan, oh, okay. Me. I'm going Anthony Richardson. 
I think that's huh. like that's what he wanted from Trey Lance. He wanted somebody who could run the ball. He wanted somebody who could I be don't like know, is man. From he what wants- I understand, didn't Josh Allen open this open up Kyle Shanahan's mind? Wasn't that the big thing that he saw Josh well, Allen? I thought it was Mahomes. And he was like I thought it was Mahomes. I mean, it's the, whatever, same stuff. Same yeah. stuff. I mean, he he's running the ball. He's huge. Of course, we found that, you know, he, I, Anthony Richardson could not finish a football no. game healthy, yeah. which but that's what I'm saying. Might be a he does that's love, his favorite. That is that's, true. That's <laughs> what I thought the point you're going to make is. He needs a quarterback that can't play a yeah. whole season, so that yeah. then he can actually so get exactly. in Sam Darnold, right, right. and have right. lower right. expectations, exactly. and then exceed those expectations exactly. that we can all say <laughs> Kyle Shanahan's a genius. And we could keep talking about Kirk Cousins coming in the night, <laughs> right, and all right, this, right, yeah, right, great stuff. How Tom Brady could have came, all that, right, right, actually, yeah, right. I'm going to go Anthony. I still believe Anthony Richardson just from a potential, like a, a tools perspective. And from what we've now, seen from now. him. Well, I mean, he's injured right now. No, but no, I'm, I'm ta- saying, but I'm next taking season. Him. I'm taking him. I'm taking Anthony Richardson. I really, okay. that I is, believe in the tools that I saw last year or this wow. year from Anthony Richardson. Okay. Yeah. That is, I did not yeah. see that one coming. And you get it all. Because CJ is not really much of a runner. He can, he can move, move, much like Brock can. Hey, man, don't don't get me started about Brock's ten yards. Ten yards okay? split. Come on, you want look. Brock is a mini Mahomes, but his ten yard split is as fast as Lamar Jackson. Yes. Look. So basically, he's the best quarterback True. we've ever basically. seen. Basically, yeah. Patrick Jackson. So, Alan, you're going with Mailman. <laughs> I it's gotta like, go mailman. It's like Carl Malone calling him the mailman. <laughs> yeah. The mailman. <laughs> I I honestly I'm stuck between I'm stuck between Caleb and. C.J. Stroud. A rookie is wild to me. Just to take a risk like that? It's not a risk. I mean, he's going to be like the first pick in the draft. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's. I'm not risk. saying it's. It's a guarantee, but it's like I mean, we we're talking about Brock Purdy, who was Mister Irrelevant, or right. you know, maybe a fifth round draft talent or something like that. Like, just in terms of the potential of what he could be, it just yeah. so much exceeds what Brock is. How many of the elite quarterbacks are like top three picks? Mahomes isn't. Lamar Jackson Mahomes. isn't. No, that's no, you're, no, that's, that's a, a good point. point. That's a and, great And I think that they're sure. still having flashbacks from Trey Lance, so yeah. I, I just I don't think that they would. I'm just saying what I would be stuck on, but ultimately I'd probably take C.J. Stroud. Okay, not not the crybaby. <laughs> wow. Just kidding. Man. Wow. I've cried before. That's, that's a lot. That's poor from you. Yeah. But <laughs> that's, that's, that's not, I would definitely good. take, I, I'm laugh, taking. I don't like it. <laughs> that's the best guy to laugh. I will, I will take CJ Stroud and Brock Purdy. Thank you. Thank you for everything you've done. Yeah. For this. Appreciate your services. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Yeah. 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 Bye bye now. I, that's, I mean, I think, yeah, I, it's just for me, like, yes, Brock, it, it is, it's possibly a conversation of the evil, you know, against the evil that you possibly don't kind of like what Nate was saying. Like there is a chance that, yeah, you, you take Drake may or, or Caleb Williams and you know, they, they aren't what everyone's hoping they can be. But at the same time, like Brock has not done anything spectacular enough to where it's like, I, I believe that his ceiling is still that of those other guys. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, the Anthony Richardson one, you definitely threw me that for a loop crazy, with yeah. that. That's my favorite one. Yeah, that's fun. That's that's I definitely. So you fun. want him on the Vikings? Oh yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So you're Anthony Richardson. Guy. Anthony you want Richardson Sam guy. Darnold to play for the Niners. That's what you're saying. That's kind of you want what Anthony I'm Richardson yeah. to you know, yeah. he's not been the most healthy guy. He is not. That no, is a no. Shanahan trait though, one hundred percent. You know, and, and that that also brings up a good point because Brock people had said about Brock's size and yeah. Oh, how healthy is he going to be? He has the UCL, and his ribs were messed up, even though they won that game in Seattle last season. And you have 
Bryce Young and you can't do the QB sneak with him. And then you have Anthony Richardson, who's supposed to be this Greek god (laughs) of a human. Cam Jackson is what he called himself. He's like, I got the body of Of Cam Cam Newton and I can run (laughs) like Lamar Jackson. And he can't stay healthy either. No. So when it comes to football, I'm sure body types matter, but is is it a question of how much? I mean, does it matter – when it comes to muscle, sure. right? Because that's what really put him over the edge. He's not incredibly tall, taller than other QBs, no, I think he's right? Like six four, six five, right? Yeah. So I mean, tall, but you know, he's tall, not, but right. Yeah. So the the thickness and the muscle and all that does it actually matter? I think it's more in the sense of like, I mean, if I try and throw Carmichael Dave down, it's going to yeah. be a lot harder to like inflict pain on him than like I could probably you know lift you up and. Whoa. Slam you down. I mean, I'm just Whoa. saying size difference wise. You know, I just mean like Dave is like six three. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. you know he's. Now I got to get back on the muscle mill. You know, wait, how much do you think he weighs, Chris? No, we're not. We're not doing this. That's a setup. Uh, that, my friends, no, I just thought, is I'm just not curious. a good person. <laughs> I'm just curious. Kyle, that is what? a setup. If I've ever, <laughs> ever, Nate is unhinged. Someone turned Nate's mic off. It's a Friday. It's yeah. yeah. This I think Nate he did this last Friday too. Uh, Nate on Fridays, man. No. Something else. Yeah, no. Wasabi Fridays, baby. No, we're not doing Wasabi Fridays at all. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I have a very unfair question that uh, when you brought up Brock's size, unfortunately, the first thing my mind went to, I'm going to send a shot across the bow here. Do you think Brock's bigger than uh, than Davion Mitchell? Do you think they're the same size? Yes. Davion's like 5'10 and a half, isn't he? Or five yeah. yeah, I don't know if Davion is a true six. I bet they would look eye to eye. I bet, uh, Brock might even be taller. What do you think about me and Brock? I bet Brock's taller. Yeah, Brock's yeah. definitely taller. Yeah. I would hope. So. I would hope yeah. so. Because I'm six. I'm six. There's. Mm. I, I've heard no. So. This is how what you, you know. Am? No, no, no. I've had. I've heard no rumblings of Brock being under six. And if they're going to be rumblings, I mean, they they yeah. measure these guys with no shoes on, right? right? Every millimeter. And I've heard no rumblings. We heard rumblings with Russell Kyler, Wilson, Kyler. Tyler, Tyler like keeps getting smaller yeah. by the minute, yeah. right? Drew Brees. I've had no, I've heard no rumblings yeah. of Brock's height. I think it's just about how slight he mm-hmm. is. Yeah, size. We've definitely size. Seen, so, seen some tip balls though at the line, for sure. Yeah. Yes, uh, he's yeah. definitely not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely smaller. Yeah. On the, Wait, on how, the court. how tall's Baker? He's probably around Brock's size. Yeah. If I, I had to guess, right. but Baker, we heard rumblings. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Baker, we heard you might be, you might be Zonton. you might yeah. be in the fives, <laughs> yeah. right? Brock, I haven't heard about Brock being in the fives. Yeah, last I time yeah. I heard Russell Wilson's five two, but I don't know. Okay, Styles and Watkins. When we get back, it's time. It's King's time. It's Beam time. You've waited long enough. Nate's gonna be in timeout when he when we get back. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Search Sacktown Sports and subscribe. Stas and Watkins Sacktown Sports on a Friday fun day, also Veterans Day. Shout out to all the veterans out there. Thank you for your service. As we take you up to 2 p.m. and get ready, get set. We're going to get back into some Niners talk at 1 o'clock when we are joined by Larry Kruger. Larry Kruger, one of the, I would say, the biggest 
Niner YouTube platforms that there is right now. We might even ask Larry about some tips about how to grow Jeez. your YouTube platform because yeah. Larry has really done it. And we're going to hear from him, also a host over at 95.7 The Game. So we will talk to Larry about all things Niners and also a little bit of Giants. But now it is time to break down Thunder versus your Sacramento Kings at home in the in-season tournament. First game for the Kings in their crispy new City Edition jerseys. On that new floor, a lot of people were saying that these different floors have been slipperier, so that's something to keep an eye on. Huh. I don't know. People Maybe are making paint or something. People are making know. excuses. We'll yeah. see. We'll see because Chris and I will be in the building. If yeah. you see us, say hello. Don't be shy. I'll do a grip test. That's First right. Well, Chris is yeah. Chris yeah. actually is going to shoot and warm up. I will. Not. Remember when Drake did that and he airballed with yeah. Kentucky? Yes, that was, was so, so good. great. That was so. so great. Good. I love the picture of him in the meeting room, like full track suited <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, and it's yeah, just yeah. like Trey Lyles, Devin right, Booker right, sitting around right. him. And then it's just Drake, like, what are you same learning, face. Drake? What are you learning? Nothing. And also, and also, it maybe it's just because he's too old now, but it, that just ended, right? Yeah. Like Calipari, that he's just not yeah, that around. Kentu- not the same anymore. That relationship is not. Well, Kentucky was, stopped being, you know, right, right. They stopped being cool, really. And nothing was, was the same. <laughs> yeah. Nothing was the I same. Styles and Watkins ready to talk some Kings. With you, and we have a poll up on the YouTube chat. Do you like the Kings in season court? If you haven't seen a picture, yeah. go ahead and find it. Very easy to find. I know you like the jersey, so we don't yeah. have to ask about that. Get you some new swag as well. And you can hear the game here, of course, as you can all games on the flagship. Come on, Sacktown Sports. All right, De'Aaron Fox isn't playing. And I approached Chris in the parking lot. You know, I'm a morning person, mm-hmm. right? And Chris and I are still getting to know each other. Twelfth official show, and I and I come in hot in the mornings. Chris knows this, yeah. And I and I come in. On, Fox not playing. Fox not playing. And Chris looks at me. He says, "I got something for you." And people like you, yeah. Chris wants to talk about the fact that De'Aaron Fox isn't playing. Yeah. And I just want to sit here as I did with their more victory. Mm-hmm. Uh, soliloquy mm-hmm. and I just yes. want to listen what do you have to say about De'Aaron Fox yeah, not it's, playing it's just sometimes we we get like this in in sports in general and uh I, I just I just want to make note of it that when De'Aaron Fox first got injured uh with the ankle injury what was that two weeks ago I think it was two Fridays ago mm-hmm. right yeah uh against the Lakers when we came back on Monday we said and I think everybody pretty much shared the sentiment of yeah. look it's an ankle injury it's early in the season let him get healthy, rest it out. It's a lot better for him to miss games early in the year than have him come back too soon and have this linger or reoccur uh, in the middle of the season, and it just it becomes snowballs into a bigger thing. Well, then the Kings lose three straight, and then all of a sudden, forget about De'Aaron Fox's health, forget about longevity, forget about the the looking at the rest of the season. Right. He needs to come back today. He needs to come back yesterday. Yeah. Okay. It's just. I, we, we we can't get lost in, in the season. You can't get lost in the individual games. You still have to keep, uh, uh, you know, you have to keep the bird's eye view of what you're trying to accomplish this year. And you can't accomplish anything, as we've quickly learned, mm-hmm. without De'Aaron Fox. And so the important thing is that De'Aaron's there for the rest of the 70-plus games. Right. And it's okay if we look back and it's like, he only missed four games. Yeah. You know, he, he's only going to miss four to five games here. It's not that big of a deal. Of course, in this moment in time, it feels drastic. It feels like this is the thing that we have to do to get this, to even have a hope of having a future. We need to get it right right now. 
That's not the case. We can't lose focus and lose sight of what's actually important, and that's De'Aaron Fox being at his 100% health. And if he's not playing in these games, it's definitely because he's not 100% healthy. Yeah. He definitely wants to be out there. Frankie reposted something yesterday about De'Aaron last week saying, you know, he feels like his his ankle's at like a four right now, and if he could uh, make the decision, he would play. I think Mike Brown or JaVale had said, you know, we'll put it like this. If this were a playoff game or game 82, he'd probably be out there, mm. which I hate, I always hate hearing that. <laughs> um, but I, I think that we, we just we can't lose sight of what's important and what's important is De'Aaron Fox being healthy for the rest of the season. And if it means we might not, Whitey Gleason's prediction of Kings beating the Atlanta Hawks in the in-season tournament final doesn't come true, I think we're going to have to live with that and be okay because the, the real goal is to make the playoffs and make noise in the playoffs. So, we, I, yes, it would be great if De'Aaron could play in this game tonight, but if he's not playing, which he is not, that clearly means he's not at full health, and that's what's first and foremost most important. So I just want to say okay, it sucks. It's obviously not great. We all want De'Aaron back. De'Aaron wants to be back. Yeah. But if he's not healthy, it's not worth it. It's yeah. just it's just not because, this, again, there is no future without De'Aaron Fox. Chillax, everybody. And, you know, that is what is the most important part of this. Watching the Kings – without De'Aaron is proving why you can't rush back De'Aaron. Exactly. Right? So people are saying, no, he's got to come back because of how bad they look, when in reality it's, no, he can't rush back because of how bad they look. Exactly. Because look at how important he is to this team right right now. So you you have to just hold the L. Hopefully it's not too many more, right? You already got three, and hopefully you don't get – a four today, right, uh, going up against the Thunder. So, you know, it's a young team. The Kings are s- still a bit older than the Thunder. Maybe you can find a way to will yourself to a victory. But, yeah, it watching the Kings without – everybody watches the Kings thinking De'Aaron needs to come back as quickly as possible when in reality you should be watching the Kings thinking come back when you're good and ready because mm-hmm. we can't – we can't, yeah, we can't do this again. Yeah, we cannot do yeah. this again. So yeah. get as right as you need to be yeah. so that we don't have to deal with this. There in will the be no more rest. <laughs> there, no. There will be no unless unless injury happens again, knock on every piece of wood in your building. Yeah. Uh yeah, the the Kings, De'Aaron Fox will not be load managing at all this season. Yeah. Not not once. There will not be a single time where De'Aaron Fox has to rest uh, because they. it's very clear that they need him every single night that he's even remotely healthy. Siles, Watkins, got to get to a break. The question is, the dependency that the Kings have on the Kings, on De'Aaron Fox, <laughs> is it more than other contenders and, or are we overblowing it a little bit? Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports. Call or text at 916-339-1140. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking up to 2 p.m., Thank you for listening. Thank you for being with us on this Friday. Hopefully, it's a payday Friday for you. Happy Veterans Day to all the veterans out there. Thank you for your service. As we break down all things Kings, taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder. 
A little later in the show, 1 p.m., we will be joined by Larry Kruger to talk Niners and a little bit of Giants as well. And Chris is letting everybody know it's time to chill out when it comes to De'Aaron Fox, which is all fine and good. But the question becomes the dependence that we're seeing the Kings have on De'Aaron Fox. Would you say that it's more than other teams have on their stars? Because people will say, hey, Kings haven't yeah. looked good, but what would the Nuggets look like without Jokic? What would the Warriors look like without Steph? What would, right. well, the Lakers, they often see themselves without AD, but they also <laughs> have LeBron James, so whoever you want to pick there, and so on and so forth. So do you think the Kings are more dependent on De'Aaron Fox than other teams are on other teams? No, I wouldn't say so. And maybe this is still me holding on to this pre-injury thought process of like I feel like the Kings have enough mm-hmm. talent to to be able to survive better than right. say a Memphis without John Morant. Clearly, um, but I mean that's becoming tougher and tougher to argue by the night for yeah. sure because the level of reliance we're seeing on De'Aaron makes me think of the level of reliance that the Warriors had last year on Steph, where. We saw it up close and personal in that playoff series, like Steph Curry scoring near 30 or over 30 in every game that series was was crucial to them winning those games. They really didn't have anybody else besides Andrew Wiggins who could get near 20, and yeah. uh, they needed Steph's scoring production to kind of give them a chance to win those ball games. and it feels a little similar with the Kings, where, again, I think yesterday we were talking about you know, again, bring it back to the Warriors, like the Warriors plus minuses with Steph on the floor versus him off the floor mm-hmm. were pretty much the story of last year for them where, yeah, when Steph's out there, they're killing it. They're mm-hmm. killing teams by 15 points. But once he was off, they didn't have anything anywhere to go and, and really struggled to put points up. And I think the Kings are seeing a similar thing this year where, yeah, De'Aaron's out there. It's it's no problem. They look great, but it's the non-Fox minutes that are just that are killing them. And that's where, you know, Malik Monk ideally would come into hand, but he's obviously had to elevate where he's at without De'Aaron. So nobody nobody's really filling the Malik Monk role kind of right now, where when the star's not right. out there, who's the guy who's keeping keeping the ship from sinking? And that would typically be Malik. But again, with Malik doing the De'Aaron thing now, nobody's doing the Malik thing. Nobody on the Kings, right, in terms of the word depth that we've just used here at Nauseam, nobody on the Kings besides, and, and I know Harrison Barnes dropped a 33, but I don't really know what to do I with that. I think we've erased that. From, yeah, I don't really know what to do <laughs> with that because at this point. there's no other 20-burger on the team right now. To win a basketball game in the NBA, mm-hmm. unless you're playing, unless you just got the best dispersed scoring ever or you're playing – a very bad team, and I'm going to go. Unless you're playing Blazers, the Blazers without Definitely half of counts. the guys on their roster, typically you're going to need at least two guys to sniff 20. Yeah. Right? You had Malik, and who was – I know – Sabonis. Sabonis. So, they, you both – you got there, and you were you had to go to overtime, right? Mm-hmm. It's that you're talking about – right. So, Malik – so, Sabonis is your number one right now. Yeah. Malik is your number two. They're just together, yeah. right? That number three person, that number three scorer that has to sniff 20, right? Especially against good teams. So you have Herter, who is low teens. Capable, but yeah. Right. Keegan, who is barely getting the teens. Harrison, (sighs) barely getting the teens. And I guess if they all do, then you have a shot. Yeah. But that's the example I was trying to throw out earlier. But again, that's like. 
<laughs> that's getting everybody to be on the same page mm-hmm. on the same night. Yeah. And what are the odds of that? Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, you're a lot more likely to have two or three guys have an off night and maybe everybody else can have it. But to your point, I don't know if the Kings can even afford that. No. So that is ultimately the question. And if you're if you're Mike Brown, you're thinking, OK, I don't know. One of these days, somebody might pop for me. They have right? to. You, you, you <laughs> have to. Keegan, sure. at some point, Kevin Herter, continue to move in that direction. And that's the thing. I don't think it's really fair to expect Kevin Herter to all of a sudden be a guy that, hey, he we, we're going to get 20 from Kevin Herter. Not every night, yeah. Not every night, but I guess once in a while would be nice. Yeah, for sure. I still think that he's capable of it. It just it hasn't happened yet. Like we're just now starting to see Kevin knock down his perimeter shot. And like last year, his perimeter shot when it was falling would also set up, you know, he'd pump and drive and he had a pretty decent floater game later mm-hmm. in the year and so I, I think he's just he's capable of doing it. We just haven't seen I I mean the Kings again, they had Six or seven, I think it was seven guys last year finish a game with over 30 points. They have guys who are capable of filling it up. It's just this year, for whatever reason, they haven't been able to do it. And and last year, again, yeah, with the, with the variance of people who are able to score, it was, okay, yeah, maybe Kevin doesn't have it tonight, but you know who does? Malik Monk and Keegan, and we get a random Terrence Davis game as well. Right, right. And we just haven't gotten that at all. I mean, it's, it, I heard Matt Barnes talk about it. I think it was on with, uh, with Whitey and Draper where he said, you know, typically the thing that's been abnormal about the Kings is you'll have one of your guys, maybe two, go into a shooting slump. But it's the entire team right now that's in a shooting slump or, or is getting out of a shooting slump and or it's just in general not playing well. That's abnormal. That's like... And that is, again, what makes me believe, and I know I can sound like an idiot until it comes true, but Mm -hmm. I do truly believe that the Kings are playing so poorly that at some point for a stretch of time, they're just going to be on fire. Because I truly believe they are not this team. They're just not, they're not executing how they're capable of executing. And once they get to the level of even just being who they are, not even exceeding the guys that they can be, I just think it's going to look completely night and day and everything is going to look so much easier. I mean, how much better did the Kings look against the Blazers just because the shots were falling than they ever did in those two games against Houston? I don't think there was that big of a difference. Definitely not in terms of, you know, got to have itness. You know, they had to have that second Houston game and we saw them lay flat. So I, I think making shots, as simple as it sounds, Making shots goes a really far way in just making the game easier for the Kings. Yeah, and and as we kind of play with the idea of, okay, now Malik is in the De'Aaron Fox role, Sabonis is normally is doing his thing as per usual. We need that third guy. Maybe it's not even about that, right? Because maybe it's not about Kevin Herter giving you a 20-burger, and maybe it's more about Kevin Herter gave you 13, mm-hmm. right? Can you get it to... 15, 17, and then Keegan Murray comes through right. and gives you 15, 17. That seems more realistic. Yeah. And he's taking enough shots to do it. They're just not falling. So that seems more realistic than expecting a Kevin Herter masterclass and he drops 25, yeah, which sure. I hope comes today. Yeah. But in case it doesn't, it's more realistic for these guys to just all play a little bit better. Mm-hmm. If you all play a little bit better and Malik continues to do what he's doing and Sabonis continues to earn his paycheck and yep. do what he's doing, we're good. Yeah, We're solid. Yeah. I, is it good enough to beat a Thunder team 
tonight who's got bad intentions? Right. I don't know, but I do know that you can't really play much worse. Yeah. And the we've seen Keegan miss every three, mm-hmm. and now we've seen him only make one. So in my mind, the next thing that's coming is maybe he'll make two. Yeah, right. Multiple. I mean, <laughs> maybe he'll make multiple. We've we've seen this before. For sure. You know, shooters shoot, and and guys that you believe you got to believe in your work. And I do think, in a weird way, to your point, could it be good that everybody is slumping at one time? And so much of this was about. Kevin Herter because it was rolled over from the playoffs. Exactly. Then it started to turn into, okay, Kevin, you know, he's going through it. Keegan, first game, okay, looks okay. Second game, oh, okay, Keegan, we're trying to to hear the Keegan. We're we're trying to hear that. Third game, fourth game, okay, Keegan is in a mini slump here, Mm -hmm. right? I don't know if we call it sophomore slump yet, but Keegan is not right. So maybe there's a part of this where there's some camaraderie to say, we're all struggling. Yeah. We trust our work. We trust what we're doing. We're going to get out of this. We're going to get out of this. And Mike Brown saying, we're going to get out of this. We're going to get out of this. Maybe it's not the worst thing in the world versus one guy being incredibly important mm-hmm. and just being on an island out there. Because we that's that's how we were in there, post-game press conference, Kevin Herter, and I believe it was against the Warriors where he had the donut. I don't think he scored a point because yeah. that was a home opener. Mm-hmm. And if he felt like he was on an island, right? Because when you put up a donut and you don't even have a point, let right. alone three pointers, you just feel like you didn't contribute at all. At all. Yeah. I mean, you, you feel were, bad. The Tony almost. Snell. Like, it was the Tony Snell. It was the Tony Snell. Now yeah. he had assists and rebounds, so it wasn't the Tony Snell. But that that makes you feel some type of way. So maybe they can find something and try to turn this negative into a positive. And say we're together. If we're all going to stink, we're going to stink together, yeah. and hopefully you climb out one day. Kevin Herter, you, you've you climbed out here a yeah. couple days ago. Keegan, now you climb out, right? These guys start rising from the ashes because yeah. that's all you can really hope for at this point. Yeah, I hate to say it, and I I can already picture people getting ready to call us up right now and, and yell at me for saying it, but it does feel like tonight is we're in prime territory for another moral victory. Where oh, it no. is Why? It, because I truly do think Why? with everything you just laid out there, like I do agree that we might have to, and I'm not obviously I would love an actual victory, but with where it's just more a state of where the Kings are at at this exact time. Mm-hmm. If people play well and the Kings don't get the result and it feels like we're moving further out of that deep hole we were in in Houston, it feels like that's progress towards where we're trying to get going. And again, I think that's more of an indication of where this Kings team is at right now, which is not a good place, which is, yeah, you're hoping to just have people play well and you'll take that and move on to the next game. As long as they're not regressing back to the team they were in Houston. And, you know, you could definitely argue that the performance against Portland wasn't anything that's uh, necessarily progressive, but it's better than what it was in Houston. So I kind of feel like as long as they're moving towards being better, I kind of have to take that as as some form of a win after tonight's game, if it happens. Yeah. Like if, if Keegan, like you're saying, knocks down three threes and Kevin knocks down a couple we're threes. We're moving in the right direction. We're moving in the right direction. At least they're getting co- comfortable. And I, it's to the point where we're just hoping for competitive. Like, And I think that's All the right. – I really think they're that's fi- the, the – Thunder, you're they're saying five and yourself, three. Like, they're I really, five and three. I think that it, it has nothing to do with anybody else. Okay. I, we were hoping for competitive against the Blazers. Like, I mean, we were hoping for more than competitive yeah. against the Blazers. But, like, it got to that point in Houston where when you're getting blown out the way you were, 
can you just make it close? Can you show some fight? Again, can you feel like we're moving towards the direction of being where we want to be? Because it's definitely what I mean. Would we rather be in a place where the Kings get blown out again? Just and we can use the excuse of De'Aaron isn't no, out there, and no. we can continue to talk about that. No. So you're saying big picture is more important than the actual result tonight? Tonight, okay, possibly, possibly. Nine one six three three nine one one four zero. How confident are you? In the Kings right now, and how confident are you in the Kings tonight? We will give our thoughts, and we want to hear yours. Styles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports.